Hey everybody, my name is S.T. Hoover. And my name is Farrell. Welcome to Publishers Clutterhouse, a Project 89 Media production. On this podcast, we talk about all things writing and usually things that are not related to writing. And that's Sigler telling you guys that it's time for the show. Last episode, we ended with a book that Stuver could not remember the author of. Previously on Publisher's Clutter House. <laughs> and that book is Sundial by Catronia Ward. That's C-A-T-R-I-O-N-A-W-A-R-D. So a special shout out to that book. I quite liked it. It's a Mojave horror novel with mm-hmm. a touch of the supernatural, possibly, which um, I quite liked, of course, for that reason. Um, I think you would like it, Farrell. Yeah. Um, it is a no- it's one of those novels where if you're if you miss one or two little things, you don't know what's happening. Yeah. But um, and I've read some people that are basically posting halfway through that they're like, I have no idea what's going on, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's it's very readable. It's very it's a short novel as well. Yeah. So if you if you want to read a good Mojave horror book, that's a good one. This is the tamest opening to a Publisher's Cluttered House episode we have ever done. So anyway, um, we're, we were discussing how to basically adapt to the current market, using utilizing the tools that we have available to us. I might know people that listen to this. <laughs> anyway, yes, we were talking about reaching new audiences mm-hmm. without, like, I don't necessarily want to focus on what we already have. I want to focus on what we can. Yeah. Because, yeah. Can I, let me tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I was first working on Typewriter Man as my uh, capstone project for college. Uh, well, this was somewhat unrelated to it, but I, I did a survey of people on college, my college campus. Yeah, I was one of those guys um, that you sort of ran around, did like a little... Um, hey, fill out this quick checklist sort of thing. And I wanted to see, like, if, one, if people still actually read for enjoyment, and two, what would people, like, if there was a, like, a digital book, like, what, what aspects or what features could it have that would make you more immersed? And I forget all the options, I had, I think one, one was like multimedia. So like pictures and sound and whatnot. Um, I forget the other options, but one I did have was being interactive, being, being dynamic. And that was the option that people chose the most. Mm-hmm. So that was where the idea for, that, that, that was the idea for where Typewriter Man came from. Yeah. Uh, like having that in the format that it was, because Typewriter Man was going to be a straight book, yeah. but given given some actual thought, um, I thought it would work more as a video game. Yeah. So that that is uh, currently more as a visual novel. Yeah. Like it's a dynamic visual novel. Yeah, and I just want to say, in case the artist you talked to listens that did some art for this, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Well, you what you've shown me so far was great. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm interested in hiring them for more Gen Con pieces along with High Host. Okay. 
Um, this is this is the first I'm hearing about this. Yeah, I, th I, I think they will be very happy to hear that. Yeah, I am definitely interested in in working with them as well for some more pieces. I haven't done a lot more art just because I haven't felt like it's um, mm -hmm. it's worked out. There was an artist attached to Siron at one time before the book came out, and um, I I can't even remember what happened. They kind of he just sort of vanished. He just sort of vanished. He almost finished. And um, I think I sent him back like one other reply saying, hey, can we fix this? Mm -hmm. um, and nothing. If, if he's out there and I just missed something, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to talk garbage about it. Yeah. But I, I am going to say that, you know, there, we got some stuff that was good back and I plan to have mm -hmm. um, in the new edition of the book and the new edition of the book for there to be art yeah. of the characters. But um, in the end, I think it's kind of better that we haven't done anything with that yet. Yeah. But um, I am willing to look into it for more. It's just Dencom feels like the one that could use the best art, unless we're talking about an actual like comic or manga adaptation of yeah. some of the other books, which I think Siron's the only one that would make a good comic in the end or a good graphic novel. It has absolutely like yeah. it is definitely manga material. Yeah, I think I think Siron's really the only one. Dencom maybe I'm not mm -hmm. like that's not where I'm gonna go first. Yeah. But if somebody came to me, I'd be like, yeah, sure, show me, a, write a chapter, show me what you think. I yeah. got what I've got. Um, swim and Island of Legends, probably not. Well, Swim, maybe. Swim might make a good graphic novel. Island of Legends, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, with all the creatures in it, maybe it'd be fun. But yeah. like, I don't I... have a lot that I look for with it. I think maybe about a film of some kind. Mm -hmm. But that's all I really think about in the future. Yeah. But yeah, I will uh, get in touch with that artist and see if um, they give me permission to give them a shout out on the podcast because because yeah. this is coming out like this will be out next month when we're recording this, so yeah, you can probably get there okay or not. You can edit it in here. Errol would like to formally apologize for forgetting to do this. Wow, that was a great segment if we put that in, and yep. if we did not, then we look stupid. You absolutely do. Or if you're editing this like the day before and you're like, oh crap, I didn't get their permission. And they don't respond in time. Mm -hmm. If you just hear complete and utter silence, that means we messed up. Yeah. This bit is getting old. Let's get on with it. So, so anyway, um, so that was sort of the part of the motive behind making Typewriter Man um, a visual novel as opposed to a book. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, it's not official that I'm going to be working with this artist yet, be yeah. just mainly because I'm not at the stage where art is needed yet. Like, I still have to edit uh, the original Typewriter Man, not the edit the prose into a script that I can then feed into the program. Yeah, and that would be really, really fun, but do you feel like that's something that would still help your reader base? Like, because it so. says interactiveness is the key. And I think everybody's kind of known that for a while. As, as the author, you still have to sort of interact in most cases to really get a good, solid fan base. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it'll be, it'll make a good bridge mm -hmm. between, um, like, like people, who, sort of like the fan fiction discussion we had. Yeah. Like, it'll attract new readers and it... Like, as an aside, you know, I'll say, okay, I also have these books if you're interested in reading more of my content. Yeah, original content. Yeah. You know, that does make me think we know 
being more involved with your community, you always have to feed that community. Yes. And a great author doing that is Brandon Sanderson. Yes. Um, there's a lot Back of people that feel Sando. like, yeah, there's a lot of people that feel like there needs to be some sort of daily discussion, at least weekly, mm -hmm. with your audience or interaction. Like, what I, I just feel like, though, you know, I can probably, like, even if I'm writing a book a month, I can spare a few minutes to tweet something. Yeah. If my audience is engaged with yeah. me and, and interested. I'm doing that on Discord. Yeah. Uh, I do have a, a Discord server up that if I remember while I'm editing this, I will plug it into the description. Yeah, because um, another way some authors have done it, and I wouldn't say it's been terribly successful, mm -hmm. um, but there are still authors doing it, is uh, video game tie-ins that are available um, for free. Yeah. Um, two authors are coming to mind. Well, Steve Alton's isn't free. Yeah. It's a subscription you have to pay to basically And Steve, Steve Bolton yeah. is the guy who wrote Meg. Yeah, the Meg, um, which people saw the movie of, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, fun movie. I really did like it. Yeah. Um, Just in case, you know, people don't, like, immediately associate the name Steve Bolton with the Meg. Yeah. Because um, I didn't for a long time. Jeremy Robinson had a video game for a bit, but it was in the early iPhone days. Yeah. And I guess it never got updated. Um, and then there was Stephen King, who had Discordia. Mm -hmm. um, he made the Discordia game, and there was supposed to be a sequel, but I don't know if it ever yeah. came out or not. I tried to play the Discordia game. It was a point-and-click adventure yeah. um, thing, and it was fun, but, you know, it's it, it's all Dark Tower tie-in, and I love the Dark Tower, but mm -hmm. I just, I couldn't, I, I, I'm not a fan of point-and-click. Yeah. You know, I'm not a fan of most video games, to be honest with you. So. Yeah, and see, I I feel like I would enjoy, like, the point and click, because I had, but believe it or not, I had a um, hidden object game phase mm -hmm. uh, when maybe, I was in middle school. Maybe if you kept playing the Dark Tower, reading the Dark Tower, maybe you could play the point and click adventure game. Maybe. Because it's, it's got to be 10 years old by this point. Yeah, but is it on Android as well as iPhone? No, it was only on his website. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's still there. He had a whole Dark Tower website that mm -hmm. um, that was part of. Yeah. So maybe there's the second one out. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But also, um, going back into, speaking of video games, mm -hmm. and going back to our earlier discussion on streaming, mm -hmm. um, Twitch is very underutilized um, in the author community, in my opinion. Yeah, I think there's there's room for the author community to go on the Twitch. Yeah. But I really feel like that's a spot where you have to bring your audience with you. Yeah. I don't feel like there's going to be a lot of people that just jump on and say, oh, I'm going to listen to this. Yeah. You just know, a random, like, like there's 10 million gamers, and then there's this random author just sitting there. Because it's, like, it's not like um, a band streaming their new album or something, mm -hmm. where you see the cover and you can jump in. Yeah. at any time as long as you're not like two seconds before the end mm -hmm. and hear a decent chunk of it and understand what's going on for the most part yeah if an author is five minutes in and they're right in their you know narrating a part that you have no background in yeah it's not as tempting at that point yeah but, well you also have the option to watch the stream from the beginning as it's still going yeah and at that point i would probably just do videos and i did try and read on stream mm -hmm. um Nobody showed up because the first stream that I put everywhere crashed. Yeah. And by the time, um, like, well, it didn't crash. It just, w there was no audio. 
Yeah. And it wouldn't let me fix the audio issue without closing the stream. Mm -hmm. So everybody left, and then I redid it again and posted it everywhere, but everybody was already gone. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do enjoy the idea of reading selected chapters. Yeah. Um, or reading chapter by chapter for a little bit. Yeah, um, and, and posting for, those as videos. Yeah, and for the the Mothmaw reading, um, like I do plan to put it on Twitch, even though I expect nobody's going to show up. I fully yeah. expect that, but I do want to have that preserved on Twitch and on YouTube as well, because one of the benefits to Twitch is that not as much editing is required. Yeah, just the um. But the beauty of Twitch, again, is that most of the time you can jump in at any point and understand. Yes, I get you know? that. But there, you can't really do that with a reading. Yes. If it's a Q&A, that's one thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't feel like Twitch has as many opportunities for authors in the future, just by the very nature of what authors would probably want to do on Twitch. Unless well, they did go into gaming and such, which I consider. But that, yeah. that's the... But in in that comes the adapting part yeah like what i want to do is i i originally said for the five-year anniversary of michael mm -hmm. i wanted to spend part of the day on twitch streaming sims 4 by building my characters houses and my characters and everything mm -hmm. and making them live in like michael's apartment yeah and i always thought that would be fun i didn't get around to it yeah obviously. I, I don't even own the sims 4 and i don't have a computer that can run it yet yeah but yeah. but but just like Thinking about, like, and doing a little bit of research on what people already do on Twitch and how that can be adapted for the self-published author community. Mm -hmm. People stream themselves making games. Yeah. And, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, and like, I'm sure there's people that can stream their writing process. Yeah. Like, I always thought it'd be cool to, like, stream the writing process of a short story. Yeah. And literally let there be polls deciding what happens next, who dies, yeah. things like that. Yeah, and like, as I brought up in a previous episode, maybe have like sort of a a workshop on Twitch where like selected pieces and like go through, make edits and just sort of explain the process behind those decisions. It would be called a let's edit. Yeah. And I am probably going to copyright that term. Don't, too late. Yeah, too late. I'm sure somebody's already said it somewhere. Yeah. But, um, but, I mean, it's already called a writing workshop. Yeah. I feel like, you know, there is there is still a place in the author world for more videos and things yeah. like that in streaming. But I think that that's where a lot of authors are already heading as well. Yeah. And I would like to, I'd like to think outside the box for a minute at other places. Yeah. Because um, podcasting has already been thoroughly, you know. Thanks, Scott Sigler. Well, not just... <laughs> Well, he was the first. He, he was the he was the front runner of that. You can't yeah. really deny that. And he's still going. But. He's oh, it's still the like the longest running literary podcast yeah. in the world. But um, I I I spend a lot of time trying to think. Okay, this is where everybody else is going. Where mm -hmm. can I head first? Yeah, that hasn't been hit yet. Mm -hmm. And I struggle with that nowadays. Yeah, because a lot more authors are heading towards the video world and podcasting world. Yeah. Um, I do still think there are some people out there that are doing some new things. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to name any names, but mm -hmm. they're very popular creators from another subset of, um, mm -hmm. of the entertainment world that have combined different elements yeah. like that and are doing very, very well because of it. Yeah. 
and like bridging different audiences. Bridging different audiences, absolutely. It started as one thing in one scene, mm -hmm. and now it's just sort of gone general. Yeah. And everybody's been falling in love with it for that reason. Mm -hmm. But um, I do still have to ask myself, you know, we could bring what they're doing to the author world. Yeah. I think they're doing what a group of authors could do and do well. Absolutely. Um, I don't think it could be just you and me. I think more would have to be involved. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's a great next step for, you know, author content that isn't just the novels. Yeah. And in the end, all anybody focuses on is the novels. Mm -hmm. But if I think any author that writes a lot and has to survive is going to say, I wish I could write less and focus more on bigger, you know, badder books. Yeah. Instead of making sure I can pay my rent. Mm -hmm. So but, sometimes that's what the month has to be with the book, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But, um, and I have to learn that lesson a little better. I'm lucky that times weren't as tough and I could spend some time debating what I was going to do now. Things are getting tight here in California and mm -hmm. can't always debate. There's got to be some action done and action will be taken before the year's over. Absolutely. So you do, we do have to ask ourselves what other places have, has the author world not been in? Mm -hmm. where can we bring it where there might be a good crossover and i think you brought up a great place in the fan fiction world yes in one of the previous episodes and i do think that's something we're going to discuss yeah but it is something we discussed at length in a yes. previous episode so all i'm gonna say is i was surprised to see how successful you got with it and you're still low level yeah but it's leading to read through it's leading to interest into your yeah you know I don't want to just call it your sellable content, but you can't sell your fan fiction. No, obviously. I cannot. You can't sell the fan fiction. You can, but it, you can say, I wrote this. I'm all, I also write original content. If you want that, it's over here, totally unrelated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we previously mentioned examples of people who have done that. Yeah. And I also feel like, um, and this is more... This isn't me speaking from experience. It's me speaking from public perception. Yeah, and really. observation. Observation. That um, I don't feel like the fan fiction world is generally known for having quality. Yeah. And there's obvious exceptions to that. Absolutely. But, I mean, anytime you say fan fiction, half the people that know what it is go, oh, my immortal. Yeah. And you don't want that. Yeah, and there are, like, a lot of hidden gems in the fan fiction world. Oh, there are. Absolutely. And I still want to touch on it for most of, you know, a ton of stories that I have. Yeah. But um, I don't know if it's going to be jumped on sooner or later. Because mm -hmm. my first project I took on is a big old can of worms. Yeah. Big, big old. And that's, and that's great when a project can be that for yourself. Yeah. Like, regardless of whether it's original content or fan It's fun fiction. practice. And if it doesn't yeah. work... You know, it, you can, learn from it, it can disappear. Yeah. You know, you, you learn from it. Yeah. Like you literally have lost nothing but gained experience. Because yeah. like I forgot to mention years ago, I published the first four or five chapters of a Godzilla fan fiction mm -hmm. that I wrote. Uh, this was before um, I was writing Michael Redding and all these things. Yeah. And there was still demand for it to come back. Yeah. Um, and... I've repurposed it into something totally unrecognizable, but it still exists. Yeah. As a story in my head, I've always wanted to tell about Godzilla. Yeah. Um, I let it go a little bit because the monster verse started to hit the same notes. Yeah. Um, and then um, I thought about bringing it back because I thought they were going to do one thing with the monster verse, and they ended up actually killing off certain characters, so they couldn't do what I wanted to do yeah. in the same way. So, but um, 
But I do think the fan fiction world, like we said before, is still a great place to look. But you always gotta, we've always got to ask ourselves, what else? Where else is there? And I feel like, I feel like it would be unfair if we didn't talk about audio dramas. Oh, yeah. Which are making a comeback. Um, right now, most of the people that do them are not, um, it's not like you submit to them, they submit to you. If people ask for it, they'll go and they'll get your property and they'll do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good way to do it, admittedly, if you're a business. Yeah. But, um, you know, you already know the demand is there. Yeah. Um, and you can, you know, do it your own way. And one of those sort of audio dramas is probably going to get its own episode here soon on PCH. Yeah. Because it honestly, it, it taught me a lot of stuff. Yeah. And I really want to try and make probably some, in some form or another, a short story audio drama. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I had an idea for one, but I realized it was basically just Stephen King's The Boogeyman story. Yeah. But I can still work with that. You yeah. Know, I can absolutely. still do something else with it. Um, Cause I'd love to, to make something like that work. It's his production. We've talked about short films as well and doing yeah. them much cheaper. Cause I'm trying to work on my, my narrating and my acting ability. And it's mm-hmm. not on display here. Yeah, no, but, um, God no. Because I always thought, you know, it'd be fun if I could, you know, do even the audiobooks in-house. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is that just takes more technology than I'm willing to invest in. Yeah, but and time. Not just that, because I can sit and bang, like, I can sit and bang on a chapter of one of my books every day before and after I'm done writing. Mm-hmm. But um, the main thing is, you know, a lot of the same equipment we need to do that is the same we need for podcasting yeah. and whatnot if we're going to upgrade and do better things with this podcast in the coming mm-hmm. years. Cause right now it's literally a single microphone in the middle of a room and yeah. we're, we're on either side of it. Yeah. And there was a second microphone and the dogs ate it. Yeah. And we're using zoom now instead of discord to record. Yeah. No so more, no uh, more Craig, no more Craig. Giving rip, me, rip Craig. Giving me I saw, I know this has probably always been there, but when I had discord open, Craig was set to currently listening to your conversation. <laughs> just <sitting there. laughs> I don't that's a little creepy but that's I think little, yeah. see this is why we left Craig yeah. he was being weird yeah but in the end I think that um as far as this particular topic goes of you know other places authors can try and you know find their fan base or bring their fan base yeah um a lot of the the stereotypical places have been hit I can think of one or two that haven't yet mm-hmm. but they take a more serious investment now, somebody that's on the higher end of the indie spectrum can probably make it work. Yeah. Uh, we're not there yet. And we I are want def- to make it we work. would love to be there. There are there are authors that if I if we had the time and money and the um the space, mm-hmm. I would love to approach them and say, Would you want to do this with us? Yeah. Um, and that day might come. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But I think that's um that's really it. There has the search continues. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think it's going to last forever. I feel like um, in the short term, the the, um, the fan fiction world is somewhere we're going to both dive into a little more. Yeah, and we uh, will report on that. As... We'll report on that as it goes. I'd like to say I'm going to finish the first chapter of my Akane story. Project Awari mm-hmm. is the name right now. And if that performs, yeah. I'll write more mm-hmm. um, and publish it maybe monthly. Yeah. Because it's, it's something I could do in the background. I've written most of this so far on my phone late at night in bed yeah. and I can't sleep. Because let me tell you, those sleeping pills aren't working lately. Mm-hmm. Nope, not a bit. And I'm taking them. And it's almost midnight. Yeah, right it's now. almost midnight. Yep. And I feel pretty awake. 
I might take my pills before the next recording and absolutely get us canceled. Yeah. All right. I think, um, are we about it? Yeah, I think so. We're about it. All right. Do you have anything else to say before I press pause? Um, not really. Bye. Bye-bye. See you guys next week.